Welcome to Movies Are Life. This is Nathan Chandler. It's so good to be back from vacation. We were able to go to Santa Fe, New Mexico, my first time there. Great food, uh, beautiful, beautiful landscapes. Um, but it was just really nice to get away and recharge and refresh. When I have vacations approaching, I, because I love movies so much, I start thinking about all the things that I can watch. But when we were there, we actually did not have the screen on at all. And it's probably wrong to have a movie podcast and say that it was refreshing not to watch movies, but it really was. And it really got me excited to come back and really focus on this podcast and uh, have some fun conversations about just some good movies that are out right now. Now, I'm lying a little bit. We did watch some movies, but a lot of the times they were just on on the background. And I don't know if you enjoy this, but this was probably the first time in a while that I wasn't branching out and trying something new, but rather I'd turn on just a classic to have on in the background. Uh, one night as a family, we were doing a puzzle and we had When Harry Met Sally on in the background, which is a wonderful movie. What about you? Remember, you can reach out to us on social media. What are the types of movies you watch on vacation? Do you try something new or do you just go back to your old comforts, so to speak? Now that I'm back, I thought it'd be really fun to talk about what I think is one of the best movies of the year so far. It's called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And I invited my friend Charles Mills to come on to t discuss this film. Uh, I, I reached out to him and he was just as eager to talk about it as I was. Over 10 years ago, Charles and I worked together in the DFW area and I quickly found out that Charles loves movies. Uh, I keep on having guests on here that seem to see more movies than I do and <laughs> seem to know a lot more about movies than I do, but uh, th they challenge me, uh, which is a good thing. But Charles loves movies. He makes movies with his friends. He also has a website where he blogs and uh, he also has podcasts of his own where they talk about movies. It's just awesome.com. He'll talk a little bit more about that in our conversation, but Charles, he's just, he's passionate about movies. And so I reached out to him to talk about this film and he was just as eager as I was to discuss it. So what is everything everywhere all at once about? Let's just say less you know about it, the better, but it focuses on a Chinese immigrant family as they explore family drama mixed in with hot dog fingers. Yes. Hot dog fingers. Uh, it's a crazy movie, but in all the right ways. This is your warning that we are going to talk about this movie as if you've seen it. So why don't we go into that discussion right now? I don't know why I thought of you uh, to talk about uh, this movie with. Um, I think more so because I just know you see everything in the world. And so I, I, I knew the chances were high that you've seen it. <laughs> I don't it. know what that means. No, no, but I, it's a good, I, but also, I mean, it's not a, you know, everything everywhere all at once it's not a superhero film but so much of it uh, you know especially kind of just has that key term that marvel has been using for so long with the metaverse and everything uh, you know i was just thrilled by the whole thing i'll be honest you know i just finished it a couple of nights ago I, i'm still kind of wrapping my head around it um i haven't had a chance to read your review and I usually try to write a review pretty fast, but I'm still kind of contemplating it. So I'm basically bringing you in to explain everything to me and make it all make sense for me. 
because <laughs> it's a wild it's a wild film okay. but no no pressure <laughs> no no pressure but no i just i thought so a lay person could still really follow it you know and i you know and i thought it did really well in the exposition scenes of kind of explaining everything but still in an entertaining way and when they chose when to do that and when to not but um, I mean, it's a film that I just, right. I, it's a film that completely captured my attention and I, I couldn't step, stop watching it. Like you just had to see where it was going, uh, going next. How did you connect to it? I, I, I guess since you bought the Blu-ray, you, you liked it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm kind of bummed you didn't, uh, have me on for your, to, to talk about the X movie. Cause I love the movie X and, and I love this movie. This movie is actually, um, probably my favorite one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Yeah. If not the favorite, it's, um, yeah, because I saw it in theaters and it was, that was kind of a interesting experience. There weren't many people there. And, and, you know, as I was leaving, I was thinking, well, this, this stinks because people don't know about this movie and it's not, you know, but it still did well. I think it's yeah. like a 24's biggest movie. Right. So for that's great. Cause they, as you guys were talking about in the, in the, the X episode, you know, they make really good quality movies. Right. It seemed to be at least they, they, they yeah, because they, I think, I believe the way I understand it is they give like the directors like a lot of freedom and flexibility because this could not have been made by a larger studio, <laughs> they wouldn't have allowed a lot of the stuff that, that happens. What, what kind of out there? What kind of notes would, what kind of notes would even one, you know, even if I was like a, you know, a head of a studio, you know, and, you know, it was trying to give notes to this, like, you know, this totally, if anything is like, you know, I'm just going to trust you with this material. Cause I, I don't just reading it on paper. Right. I don't know how you could really, uh, you know, translate, you know, <laughs> okay. You need to put googly eyes on a rock. Okay. I, I guess, we'll, I guess we'll just, <laughs> well, that's what this. the, uh, that's what the case is here. You oh, can't see it. Nice. It's all white on your side, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's all a bunch of googly eyes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, well, so that's the thing. Luke. I, 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 this is not an attack on like the Marvel movies at all, but I, I think this handled the multiverse better than they have so far. Especially, I was not a fan of the new Doctor Strange movie, and this they're they're kind of similar in a lot of ways with the bouncing all around and different yeah. realities and stuff. But this one, th- this handled it so much better. It, it was it was like a a kind of mature take and it in the review that I wrote, I basically said it's it, you know, to be cliche, it really is kind of everything mm-hmm. everywhere to everyone. It's, it's, it, it is so much, I guess at the, the heart of it, it's, it's about accepting yourself and being content within your own mm-hmm. universe. But yeah, it is tolerance, I guess too. But it, it, yeah, it's just, it's so good. It's a comedy. It's an action film. It, it has stuff for cinephiles that uh, blow me away. It, the, the, it's just, it's amazing. The effects were done. I was, I was watching a thing on it there. It's a very small crew, very low budget crew. And they, really, whenever she's going, uh, the main character is going through different, you know, universes. Like that, there's that one scene where she's pulled back mm-hmm. th- with on her chair back mm-hmm. through all these different mm-hmm. things. What they did is they actually took a GoPro and they just walked around different streets and that became, and then they did like a green screen around her in the chair. They just like pulled her back. And so it's just GoPro footage. That's wow. all the stuff, but they did it so fast. They sped it up that you, you can't tell it is 
but yeah, so it's kind of amazing. And and it and it really is a touching story. Like it, it hit me, it hit me hard. It really did. I'm sitting there, you know, it, it's because part of it is do you, you know are you would is your life better in a different universe? Mm-hmm. You know, did you, if you made different choices, would it have led to a different outcome? And is that outcome more desirable than what your current reality is? Which I'm a sucker for those kind of movies anyway. Yeah. I, you know, it's it falls in line with its wonderful life, that kind of stuff. There's a really good one, uh, for, uh, what is it called? Uh, from the eighties or early nineties, uh, with uh oh, what's his name? Uh John Belushi's brother. I can't think of his name. Uh but anyway, it's it's a really good movie. I think it's called Mr. Destiny. It's yeah, Michael yeah, Caine yeah. and yeah. John Belushi's brother. You seen that one? But it's like if it's he's he's baseball player and like in reality his reality he missed it, lost the game, and uh-huh. that changes all outcomes. So he gets a second chance to score the 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 winning home run, and, and his life's completely different. But he realizes that's not what he wants. Right. Anyway, in this movie, it's not really it's not really saying you know that's not what I want. It's saying it's saying be content with what you have. Yeah. All these are possibilities, but you've made all these choices. Right. Yeah, it it, it goes so, to the heart it's of reconnecting between the mother and daughter. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's going to the heart of, <laughs> you know, I can't help but think, you know, th- that oh, that saying that's there's only two things certain in life, death and taxes. And, you know, I, I, I don't think regardless of where you have been in life and uh, economic stature, you know, that that element of meeting with the IRS and the financial aspect of the laundromat, like everybody has had some kind of financial pressure somehow, somewhere, whether it's personally or through a job or anything like that. And so just right there, the fact that I thought they really took a really um, true human story and then kind of wrapped around. And I say this in a lovely way, all the zaniness around that but that's the you know that's the core of the story and it even comes into focus even more by the end of what it's really simplistic messages you know there's a lot of theorizing of everything but you know at the end it's almost kind of you know <laughs> you can't help but think of the beatles like all you need is love <laughs> type of concept and it, it right it totally makes sense by the by the end of everything well that's you know that's credit to the editing as well. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, obviously the production design, all that. The directors they knew what they were the they were the Daniels. They knew what they were doing, but the editing is phenomenal, and that's that's I think part of the reason why this movie does better than Marvel did because you're despite all the craziness going on, you're never really lost. No, you may be confused at a moment, but mm-hmm. it's quickly you know explained. You know, and it's. So even though she's literally bouncing around one thing to the next, you're following it. And I love that. Yeah, it's and, and, you know, kind of what you were hitting on earlier. It's a it's a universal story. And so it's kind of it's really cool, actually, that it's about an, you know, an Asian family. Mm -hmm. You know, it it, I guess it could have really been about anything, but it, it actually takes like a lot of like Asian culture and this Asian family. But it tells it in a universal way. Yeah. You know, so that that's that's really cool. And, it you know, it deals with, uh, you know, LGBTQ and acceptance that way from one generation to the next. Mm-hmm. There's just there's a lot going on, like no matter who you are, this movie will relate to you at least some way. That's that's the beauty of it. 
Oh yeah, for sure. And, and that's why it hit me. It's like, wow, like, you know, and, and, and actually to go back to the movie X, uh, they, that, you know, that movie was a lot about like the aging process and, and all of that and like what it means to get old and not be, you know, seen as attractive, you know, anymore, not with it. It's kind of, it's kind of an interesting thing. The, the, those two a 24 movies that I pretty much saw back to back, like they were like, it was like a week apart. I saw them, I think. I know. And but, as, as we're yeah, get- so there's, there's some heavy, heavy stuff in these movies. <laughs> I know it does. As we're getting older and just, you know, have, have kids and stuff, you know, it's just like, I don't know if I quite need all this entertainment to, have me pondering about life so 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 much. <laughs> well, speak for yourself, man. I'm, I'm in my prime. <laughs> well, um, well, the, I, I like what you. Uh, I like Doc Holiday. Yeah, I, I I like what you said. Like I, you know, I knew kind of the context of this movie, and like you know, there's different like versions of herself, but I really liked the concept of her. What I didn't expect was, you know, you're always kind of at the home base of like quote unquote current day life of the laundromat and then them uh, being in the uh, IRS office. And so that was like your base. So even when they jumped um, to her different, you know, we really weren't in those worlds all that much compared to, you know, right. Yeah. And so I really appreciate that, that you, you could always, even though you might kind of, your, your mind is trying to keep up a little bit. You always, you always kind of knew where the, (laughs) it's weird to say the main character, but you always knew where your set, like, you know, family was, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, I really like that. So even if someone who has not even watched any kind of Marvel movie, if they, you know, my in-laws, they love movies. If I showed them this movie, I, I think they would still, even though it would be pretty mind blowing to them, I think they would dig what they saw because I think it always keeps you in a comfort in a comfortable place. This, despite the fact that uh, yeah, there's talking it, raccoons and yeah, <laughs> well, but see that's I, that was a that was a good joke that paid off. Like when they yeah. when they were you know they set it up very gently, like you know just a, qu- a funny quirk the way she said the name, and then it ended up being that's in a different reality. <laughs> I really that, that actually really cracked me up. That was there was some definitely laugh, definitely laugh out loud moments. Oh yeah. But, it's it's also it was really impressive to me how each of these universes had their own like signature look to them. Mm-hmm. The the one where she was an action star that had a lot of the look of it was like uh, what is it a Wong Kar Kai mm-hmm. uh, movies. If you if you've seen any of those, um, the the style he does like they, I mean they they got it down to you know the kind of fast moving blurred people in the backgrounds mm-hmm. and all of that even the tone the colors. They, it, yeah. And then, and then, of course, you know, having Michelle Yao and they're re- obviously referencing Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Ang Lee movies. There's a lot of, there's a lot of really cool stuff that they're throwing at you. So like I said earlier, if you're a cinephile, you're getting this, but if you're not, you're still getting it because mm-hmm. you can definitely see the, the change, the way they look differently, you know, and then they go for the really absurd stuff too. Like, you know, I think what people talk about a lot are the hot dog fingers. Right. And yet somehow that sequence was still, it, it wasn't, it was absurd, <laughs> but I still connected with it. Yeah. You know, I really did. It's like it, when they're playing with their feet on the piano, <laughs> it's like that. It's, it's crazy, but I, I still care about these characters. And in that life, you know, the, the tax person really is loved by, you know, is like, mm-hmm. you know, that, cause I think that's a whole part of it too, about love and being accepted. And, 
the, the tax person doesn't feel like anyone would love her, you know, but mm-hmm. in that reality, she was, even though she had hot dog fingers <laughs> and even the rock, the stupid, the stupid scene with the rocks had me almost crying. Like I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm looking at a rock with googly eyes and, and it is hitting me hard. Yeah. You know? Well, and I, that is just to the credit of this movie. It is absurd and incredibly moving usually at the same time. Yeah. You just talking, just the word that pops in my head is tender uh, that, you know, it, even amongst all these like <laughs> very action packed scenes and, you know, violence, so to speak, you know, even though it's it, kind of cartoonish, kind of remind me of like a Kung Fu hustle type of thing. But in all this, like these scenes, yes. e- even when uh, I'm sorry, I don't know the character's name, but when she uh, hoists him on her shoulders to go chase this truck that's taking the raccoon away, even as silly as that is, (laughs) it's a very like the way they edited everything. It's just this, such a tender moment. And um, And it's, it's Evelyn, by the way, is her name Evelyn. Yeah. Um, Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's great. Like that. that, I watched the, uh, there's on the outtakes on the Blu-ray that they showed how they did that. And it's, it's literally her on like a wire thing. They're kind of carrying her above his shoulders. It's yeah. pretty funny. One of the outtakes, like he, I, something happened where like the wire stopped and he kept running and she's just like, Hey, there. That's <laughs> so pretty funny. Well, anyway. you know, and even though yeah, that, like I said, that scene, that scene just cracked me up. Well, well, and even though that, you know, she, she's, uh, she's been in action, uh, films before, and um, but I, I I was pretty amazed a little bit by like one of the notes I wrote down was um, how how sore was she after filming all these things <laughs> because uh, I know you said you're in your prime but you know after a good day's work <laughs> of exercise or whatever you know I'm pretty sore and I know there's a lot of stunt people and effects people but I was pretty impressed by everything that she she does. And I, I'm not just saying that just because she's an older actress, but I, I think any age it's impressive, but I thought really what they were able to do with this married couple, you know, and just everything that they actually physically have to do, you know, is I, I was really impressed. I, I was just like, wow. I, I just thought every, every actor in this film just, just brought it. Like, I, I don't see how you can watch this and just be like, they did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I couldn't help but think of like, um, even I wondered how much, I don't know if on the, um, Blu-ray, if they even talked about this so much, but, um, just how, like, I wonder if they even understood <laughs> everything that they were doing, like how much did they have to give up to the filmmakers to kind of just be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to trust you with this. <laughs> See. So I, I keep comparing it to Marvel and it's really not a Marvel movie. No, I, no. I want to be fair to that. It's not even trying to be anything like that, but I just saw the uh, Thor love and thunder. Yeah. And that's one where um, they, they gave the director a uh, uh, Taika Watiti Watiti. I can't I can barely say his name, but they gave him, it seems like they gave him a lot of control of this mm-hmm. movie. Cause that, have you seen it yet? I haven't yet. They, they, uh, I, I'm not going to spoil anything at all, but there's so much crazy stuff in that movie that it's like, wow, it, it is, it's absurd. It, they do so many crazy things that I never thought I'd seen a Marvel movie. It's just like they threw everything in and it did actually kind of remind me of this in a lot of ways. Mm. That's the most I've seen like Marvel really allow their directors to go for it. Yeah. I, I really hoped a film like this would get some, 
Oscar love. I, I don't know if it released too early for it to even, you know, be in the minds of Oscar voters, but to me, and it may be, Oh, I hope so. It may be too far out there, but I, you know, I, I really don't, I, I think this is, you know, like you mentioned, a 24, this has been a very successful film for them. And I, I think they could, I, I, I think if people really found this digitally, um, I, I think it could really find some legs because not just the filmmaking. And honestly, if you look at Oscar voters love the good feel, you know, good feel type of stories, this is a very much like you feel really good after this movie is over. And I just thought, I thought all the actors involved were amazing. Um, Michelle Yao. And then um, can you tell me, I, I'm sure it seems like, you know, a little bit about this. Like I said, I tried to stay away, but uh, and I, I hope I'm saying this right. Kihu Kwan, but just, you know, obviously yes. like a lot of people, well, I have, well, you know who he is, right? Right. Right. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen him forever. Uh, do you know the story behind like what, how he got involved or what made him come back to movies? Oh, dang. I, I, I'd actually saw something on that, but I, I don't off the top of my head, but for those that don't know, he was, he was in Indiana Jones and the temple of doom. That's like his most famous role. Right. And the Goonies and the Goonies. Course. Right. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. So he was, he was, you know, a child actor of the eighties. Um, and, but man, he is good in this. He's fantastic. The, I, I, you know, to your point of Oscars, I really hope this gets nominated for a bunch of stuff. I really do. You, you, you know, the Oscars, they've had a lot of issues over the years and I know their ratings have been down. Part of that is I don't feel like they, they, they expanded the best picture category to 10 instead Mm -hmm. of five. Right. And yet they still pick a lot of obscure movies that people haven't heard of. Doesn't mean they're bad movies, no. but they never go for like the popular things. And that's that's you know, people always complain about the politics of the Oscars, and I'm sure that does drive some people away. But I think the biggest problem is that people don't tune in to to root for movies that they haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And this is one that I hope it does become popular over digital, and I hope it becomes kind of like a cult movie. It's one that I see connecting with a lot of people. I think it's accessible and mm-hmm. it's, it's mainstream, even though it's really weird. And yeah, and I, I, I hope that it's, it could be one of those 10 movies nominated. Right. I really do. Yeah. And, and Michelle Yao, I think, I think she needs to be nominated for best actress. Uh-huh. I really do. I, I agree. So much she has to do. Yeah. And, and she carries the movie and carries it well. And and Quan for best supporting actor. Cause I, I, I thought he was awesome. Yeah. That. He was so good. And just to be able to it, flip, yeah, flip, it really was flip characters so fast. And, but also where you see it, but you in can, the same scene, yeah. like <laughs> it's just like, Oh my gosh, like how much have we missed out uh, with this guy? But I mean, I'm hoping that like if a film like parasite can win best picture that, you know, hopefully uh, this movie can have those uh, same, the same sort of legs <laughs> to it, you know? Um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think that movie definitely paved the way. Cause that was, you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of people expect the parasite to win that, you know, it, it, it already won best foreign language film and it's like, well, okay, can it win the best, you know? And that was, that's a really awesome movie too. But this one, I feel like this one has the potential to, it, it's to be even more universal because with parasite, a lot of it, it's a great movie. A lot of it does, I think, deal specifically with like, you know, South Korean type things yeah. where they live and the mm-hmm. social, yeah. socioeconomic things of it. This one is, I would say, is much more universal. Yeah. And so I, I, I really, 
yeah, I, I just really want it to be recognized. That's a, that's a big thing. And I, and I, you know, I, I also want to say like the, uh, having Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Yeah. You know, she's a popular actress and she's really good. And, uh, James Hong, who uh-huh. plays the the father, yeah. the grandfather or whatever, he's he's in his nineties, been in like every movie yeah. imaginable, and he is still amazing in this movie. Oh, he's so still good. kicking it. Like he huh. I love it. I, the cast is so amazing that it just blows me away how how like everything is just perfect in this movie. It really it's it's almost like a perfect film. Yeah. I like I said, I, I was, it just it just is. I, I stay I tried to stay away from it and I I stayed away enough from it, like spoiler wise and everything. I had no idea Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. Uh, and Jenny Slate. I mean, those those just like completely like surprised me. And, uh, but it's not just stunt casting that both of them and their parts add like so, so much to it. And, uh, it was really fun to see Jamie Lee Curtis. I, it's not just like, it is a serious film. It's also a fun film. And it's, but people in it, they don't take it. You can tell they're not taking it too seriously. They're enjoying it, but because they're enjoying it, it just ele- uh, elevates the material uh, to me. Um, and e- even if you don't like this movie, I don't see how you cannot keep your eyes off of what's going on. I, I, I'd be shocked if somebody was like, I just had to see what happened next, even even though, you know. Um, well, you could all tell you could tell that they all believed in it. Yes. They all they all had to have some concept that it was going to be a great movie because they're just, they're all fully committed. They all believe in the vision of it. Mm-hmm. And that that's, it's the, you know, it's the type of movie that I wish I could have made that it's the type of movie I would love to make. Mm, yeah. It, it, Cause it really is kind of that, that zany thing that, that somehow is able to appeal to everyone. And, but again, it's all the little, it's, it's all the little touches that, that it doesn't matter if if you get them or not. It's they're in there. There's a lot of like subtle things, and I, I just that blows me away. It, I just when I was sitting there in theater, I, it's almost like that meme of uh, DiCaprio from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he's pointing at the TV that everybody uses. Anytime they see like someone on TV, uh, they recognize. That's how I felt the theater. Like I was, I was like almost want to stand up and point. Like yeah, I get that. that was, and it's like some of it felt like it was tailor made for me. I'm like holy uh, cow. I'm like turning to my friend, you know. And anyway, but that's it's so definitely if you're if you're a movie nerd definitely yeah. see this one but if you're a person definitely see this one and especially if you're you know if you're in a i don't want to say like a midlife crisis but if you're in that slump where especially after this pandemic where everything is kind of mm-hmm. gotten harder and tighter you know and covid all this stuff like the the i was gonna say like the resurgence and monkeypox and all the all that going on like if you're at a point where you feel like you're rutting your life i think this movie will speak to you it made me um, I hadn't, I had been, I used to write reviews a lot, but I hadn't written one in a while. And like that very night I was like, I have to write the, as I, I said in my review, the words were forming in my head. Like it just had to spill out of me mm-hmm. and, and it just, it, it inspired me to do that. And, and that's, that's the beauty of cinema. That's, that's what else can you say about that? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I like the even the concept of like, you know, they almost, you know, they throw everything but the kitchen sink at you with this movie, but it just reminds you of just the importance of keeping those that are closest around, around you, 
you know, to always cherish them, always to listen and to care for them because, you know, in the end, um, and it, I, I sound, I, I'm just like, you sound so cheesy right now, but you know, <laughs> you know, that's all, that's all that matters. And I like the concept of having fun of doing like so much in a very well way, but just like going back to just the nuts and bolts of that, of that, like, you know, that's, that's all that, that's really all that matters, you know, in this world, you know? And, uh, yeah, like you said, just, it, it, I don't think you sound cheesy at all. I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I'm extremely sentimental. I really am. Like it does not sound cheesy. And it, and especially like as a parent that also really connected with me oh, because yeah. I, I know that I, you know, my kids are still young, but I know what goes by fast. Yeah. And it's like, you, you have to enjoy it. You have to just take it you know, almost like day by day, really be in the moment because there's going to be a time you're going to wake up and they're not going to be in the house anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and it's like they've become your entire world. And now what do you do? How do you go back to being the person you were before them if you even can? And so that just I would say this movie teaches you just to enjoy life and to try things and don't be scared, you know. Because yeah. the talent may be within you, you just don't realize it yet. You know, just just go for things, enjoy life, right? And I think even the generational uh, concept of it, of uh, I think especially um, during you know during this pandemic, um, re- regardless of where you know people lie and like where they think about uh, certain things, um, I think it's really you know, I mean, I I I can speak for myself that, you know, we've all kind of built up little shields around ourselves of like, you know, um, and it's not getting into like saying something to get into a fight with somebody, but like not being your true self just because you don't want, you're afraid of their response or afraid to get into that discussion. And I like the concept of just, you know, yeah, we may think these different things, but you, you gotta be who you are. And even though that person, you know, may not agree with that, that's that's a whole lot better than just having to always tiptoe around that person or having to change so much of your life just to please that one person. And I really liked that uh, generational generational conflict that this you know <laughs> movie brought brought up. You know, and it's just like oh how how it's just so much more stressful. <laughs> and you know you may be you may be uh, always trying to like avoid that like conversation or that thing, but it's just so much better just to, and I want to reiterate this to actually talk to the person versus writing or posting things or whatever like that, but having actually, you know, human connection, you know, face-to-face conversation about what is actually happening in your life, not about other things that other people are doing in this world, but like, you know, who you are. And, um, I, I thought, yeah, just the way they play that. And just, especially with the, the father figure, I mean, just, just his character. I, I just, I just really appreciated the fact of that, of this movie. And I don't know, they may have written this way before. I mean, that's always been something that's existed, but especially with these current times, um, you know, I think, you know, it's like, it's kind of the right movie at the right time, really. Exactly. I definitely, I would say it's, it's perfect for the times, uh, you know, the, but, uh, you know, uh, to your point on the, you know, being your true self, what I've, I've found that even when you disagree with someone, people respect you when you're authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say to be a jerk, but just to, when you know who you are and you're confident in yourself, like people will respect that even if they don't agree with you. Right. Where they start to, 
you know, where you don't have confidence or whatever, that's where the, the conflict really starts to happen. Cause yeah. it's, you know, now you have these little weak patches and then it seems like you're being shady. Some uh, anyway, but cause I've actually like, I have a, a you know, of my friends, like I, you know, most of them do not agree with me politically or on a lot of different issues. And, and yet I, you know, we're friends. We don't, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so I'm actually, I'm, I'm starting work on a short film now and it's, uh, it's going to be a slightly political one and it will involve guns. And, mm. but I, I've been, I'm going to have friends that are on the complete opposite ends of the aisle on that issue. And they're all going to be helping me make this thing. And so, and I feel like I'm able to do that because, you know, like I said, I, they know where I stand on it. I know where they stand. Yeah. You know, we're, we're all are being authentic and we're all trying to make the best thing of it, you know? So that's, yeah. So yes, this movie definitely inspires you to take chances and to be authentic, be yourself and be open with people. And, you know, because it, you know, we, the one thing we can never get enough of is time. And like I said earlier, your kids are going to grow up fast mm-hmm. and you just have to hold on and enjoy that ride. Yeah. Even it, real, I, I sound, I'm the one that sounds probably sounds cheesy. I'm an extremely sentimental person. I really am. Like I, if, if, yeah, you know, even like, you know, seeing like pictures on Facebook of memories from, you know, when kids were first born or whatever, it's like, Oh, be still like, I, I get real emotional on it. I really do. <laughs> So, because it's like time has just flown by. Yeah. And I guess also in that sense, you're also dealing with your own mortality because you know, the older they are, the more adults you, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're getting closer to your, I don't want to say demise, but you're, you're, you're a big exit. So your stage exit. Yeah. So, so again, that this movie hits on that too. Yeah. It's weird. It was, you know, find your place in the universe, be true to yourself and, and to be open with everyone. That was like a perfect segue. I, I have a section of the podcast called Movie Musings, where I throw out a couple of questions. Movie Musings. I, I was going to ask you, what is your ideal metaverse self? Or uh, what? What? what <laughs> I just, I, I just like the versions that you know that she would find herself in. But is there one that like you would like be drawn to? Uh, I was going to ask you what you thought your worth is right now. Your uh, worst version of yourself, but the it's definitely not. I can tell from the, <laughs> the way you're talking. So, what was there a moment or a scene where you're like, oh, that would be that would be awesome? <laughs> well, yes. Because uh, the uh, the part, you know, where she's obviously an action star and a celebrity like that's I, you know, I, I make short films and I, I would if, if I had another alternate universe where I was actually a successful filmmaker and, if, you know, you and someone else were talking about a movie I just made, that would be that would be <laughs> awesome in that universe. And, it, it, you know, but if I, you know, there's a lot of stuff I, th- I think about, too, like. Uh, when I was when I was younger, I really got into karate, and I was like in, mm. and, and this was way I was really really young. This is like under ten probably, but I was in like great shape. I was really into it, and then I I got pneumonia, and I stopped going, and I oh. just decided to never go back. And I've thought about that, like okay, if I had continued that, would I have been like in really good shape for like the rest of my life? Would I have set myself up better? Um, you know, and then there's also things too, like different jobs that I haven't got. There was a job in California that I thought I had. And then I didn't mm-hmm. after multiple interviews um, back and forth. I just didn't get it. 
And that would have been, had that happened, I, I would, you know, be a different state, be a different person, you know, and I would have never met my wife or any of that stuff. So you, you think about all that stuff and it's like, what I've come to realize is that it's the, it's the Beatles song. Yeah. There's, there's nowhere you can be that isn't where you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. This is, this is everything that's happened is the way it was supposed to happen. Right. And so I'm, I'm like I said, my, my biggest lesson I've been trying to learn is just to be better in the moment. I, I consider myself um, in the, oh, what do they call it? The elder millennials. Okay. Yeah. But truly I, I feel like I have, I feel like I've always had the millennial spirit, so to speak. I've never much identified with Gen X or any of that stuff. And so, like I said, I'm at, I'm right in the kind of start of the millennials. And so, yeah, it, it, it definitely, uh, it's a different time, but I, I also, I, this will sound arrogant. I really don't mean it to be, but I really feel like it, it's like 21 jump street. The, the movie yeah. where if, have you seen that? Yeah. It's like Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum in the beginning when they're in high school, it's like Channing's the jock and he's popular and he's beating up Jonah Hill. And then when they go back to, you know, in their thirties, now they're infiltrating a high school and it's like the roles have reversed. Mm-hmm. Like the, the jocks are cool, but the, but the, the, the kind of nerdy kids have gone more mainstream and everybody likes that. And that's how I feel. Like, I feel like I was always into the other stuff, the technology, uh, all of that, that mm. really wasn't super popular. <laughs> yeah. And so the older I got, the more that the world caught up with me. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> and again, I know, I don't mean that to sound arrogant, but it is, it's like, it is really true. Like I, I was like, all of a sudden, all the things that I liked are now like, everybody likes it's like well holy cow like this is awesome like <laughs> yeah so you know we've got we've we've embraced nerd culture to an yeah. extreme degree and yeah. I, I love it yeah you know it's it's like nerd is not even like who cares like it's not even a bad thing anymore everybody's got what they're nerdy about and they're passionate about and, yeah yeah and, and 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 yeah so that was that was a really cool thing of it but i, I do think it is a problem with the technology and always always being in touch so to speak and i don't mean between friends i just mean that like you know your work can reach you if they have to even when your day's off or your social media and i think social media is both good and bad but i think it's a lot of bad because it's definitely having a negative impact i think it's creating a lot more anxiety a lot more depression the some of these like mass shootings that we've referenced earlier some of them you know they're being live streamed Mm -hmm. and it's I really, I, I'm not saying this is the cause of it by any means, but I do think social media is making that worse. Yeah. And I, I think it's, you know, it's also making people have a, a false sense of who they, you know, who, what other people are doing. Because it, I think the truth is that everybody's kind of putting up a front on social media and you're only seeing like the best parts of their life from the way they want you to see it. And that makes other people envious or depressed that their life isn't the same way. And that, you know, that I guess that ties back into this movie in that sense that it's, you know, be content with where you're at, just keep pushing forward and be happy in your own universe and that know that everybody else is struggling too. Yeah. It's, and maybe you'll relate to this as a parent that you, you know, when I was young, I thought my parents had it all figured out and everything else. And when I became a parent, it's like, well, I don't have anything figured out. 
I don't know what I'm doing. And everybody I talk to generally feels that way. I don't know yeah. if you feel that way, if you and Whitney feel that way. But uh, but yeah, it's like I realize I have no idea what I was doing. And I bet my parents didn't either. You just <laughs> yeah. do the best you can. Yeah. You you know, try to try to not judge yourself based on other people's lives, especially their, you know, quote unquote fabricated lives online. Yeah. And real and and realize that. You know, you may not like the angle of yourself, but there's always a good angle to take a picture of you from. So you, okay, so you don't like that angle. Try something else out. You can look, you can look great. Yeah. Everybody looks great. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you catch yourself doing this, but, um, uh, I, I mean, I've already always liked photos and photography and, you know, I, I was thinking about like, I used to look at past photos of like how I looked in them, you know, like, Oh, what did I look like as a kid? Or what did I look, you know, when I was a teenager and that sort of thing. And I'm starting to look back now at like what my parents look like and not so much the style and generation, but like, Oh my gosh, uh, you know, cause now you place the, you know, now that you're the parent, you know, it's just like, Oh my gosh, they were, you know, they, they looked this old when I was, you know, you start looking at other people more so yourself and really go, you know, like you said, it's like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, how did they, how they handle this? You know, you, you think you're going to do uh, so well handling certain situations and then you, you say something or do something. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I sound just, just like them <laughs> or whatever, you know? So. Yeah. I was going to say, have you, have you had those moments where it's like, you know, you realize that you have become your parent. Oh, for sure. And, and that's weird how that seeps up on you. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had that a few times and it's like, sometimes I'm saying the exact words in the exact way. And I'm like, <laughs> And it may have been something when I was younger that I didn't particularly like. And now I'm saying it to my kids and it's like, (laughs) oh, wow. Like what that became internalized. It was something I didn't even want to do. And now I'm saying it to them. And is it going to, how's it going to affect my kids that way? Uh, You know, it's, 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 sometimes it's hard to separate the good and the bad. You know, it's like you, you fall back on certain things in your life, even if you don't necessarily like them. Right. But it is really weird. And that's how things become generational Mm -hmm. and they keep repeating. Yeah. It's really hard to, to change things. You know, you, you get back to that, what you're comfortable with. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Good or bad. Right. (laughs) Um, you know, and I have a tendency to definitely live in the past. I, uh, this is a really weird thing, but like I, I grew up watching Siskel and Ebert. They were, they're, mm -hmm they're part of the reason I love films as much as I do. They, they would, you know, and I also grew up uh, like Joe Bob uh, Briggs on like monster vision. And well, now he's back on shutter. So now I've got, I've got this guy that like part, he helped me love movies and I get to watch him, you know, weekly on shutter. And that's making me like, it makes me feel like a kid again. Oh and yeah. For Siskel and Ebert, I've been going, I've been going online and actually on YouTube and I've been watching their old shows. Yeah. And it's like, I, it's like a wormhole to my past. I feel like I just, I, I feel that it, it feels, it, it's really interesting. I don't, I don't know if that's what that is, but I just, I love that, that, you know, I, I can do that. Enjoy that, that trip down memory lane. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's funny uh, how you, you can just find stuff like from your past, like so, so easily now these days. And, and, uh, they, but I've been also going to concerts, you know, like for bands that I liked in high school. And <laughs> we, we sit there and look at each other and be like, God, he looks old. Man, we're old. Like, what's happening? Like, they, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, wow. I mean, anyway. Yeah. I mean, we're not even old. Yeah. But 
my, but whatever. One my, it's, it's a, it's kind of a really sobering thing. Yeah. One of my favorite, uh, stories to tell about just how concerts are changed. And I, this was probably uh, a little over five years ago and I wasn't necessarily uh, the biggest uh, offspring f- fan, but they, they came into town and a friend <laughs> invited me to come and literally in the middle of the set, they paused to go take a bathroom break and then came wow. back on stage. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, <laughs> we, we yes. have jumped, we have jumped into a new, you know, stratosphere. And, uh, also the joke about the like Super Bowl halftime show this year was just yeah. like, you know, the fact that like everybody was like, Oh yeah, this music is great. And it's like, that's when you realize you've become old because now the halftime show is the music you grew up on, <laughs> you know? So, uh, well, yeah. And the, and the oldies radio stations are the music that I grew up on. It's like, <laughs> like, wait, like how did they start adding the eighties and nineties in there? When did that happen? Right. Right. <laughs> like, so, and I, I guess I'm in denial about that still. Cause I, every time I think of years and stuff, I, I relate everything to the year 2000. So if someone says 1980, it's 20 years ago instead of 40 something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's this is how I relate to everything. What what it's year? Like, no, we're yeah. What what year were you born in? What's up? What year were you born in? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah, I've never. What are you talking about? <laughs> two thousand two. You were born in two thousand two. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll just go with that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, on a on a less serious note, uh, what I, you we worked together? I was a, I was a young teenager when we were working together. Yeah, yeah, man. I think I think I might have just gone into a d- different place. <laughs> um, well, you hit on it a little bit, but like I was a I was a I was a tween when I was working with you. <laughs> Make me feel really really old. Uh, well, you hit on it a little bit, but. Uh, how how disturbing are hot dog fingers? Uh, <laughs> I, but I'd like to tell you, tied it back. When I wrote that note, I actually did it like right when they introduced the concept. But then when they kind of, once again, going back to the word tender, when they went back, you know, the scene of how it played it, you know, you're just like, how am I buying into this story with, you know, uh, two, two ladies with hot dog fingers or whatever like that. But uh, I so what I loved about it was uh, the fact that, they were, I liked how they pointed out the ridiculousness of it. You know, even when she's first watch, she's watching the television screen of the two, the, the like kind of throwback to the sound of music type of movie yeah. or whatever. And then the fact that she even kind of <laughs> gagged a little bit. Like, I love the fact that they like are very much aware of like what a like kind of gross concept that they're, that they're introducing into. And, and it is, it is, it is. It's like, that's the, I, I do feel like they really, it's like they were trying to come up with something weird, really weird for that, just for the sake of being weird. But again, they spin it to where it's actually, as you say, tender. It's a charming moment. And I, and I love the, the piano playing with the feet. <laughs> Very nice. It's a, it's, it's a skill set I have not it's tried. It's a really to... nice scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh... the, the, um, the, the, the making of it, I was watching that like they, they had like, I guess I don't, I don't know if it was like underneath fake feet or whatever, but it was like hands underneath like feet on the piano that you just couldn't see the hands. Oh, so they were like actually, you know, playing it. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is cool. 
Well, I don't want to, we, 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 we obviously, uh, I think it, hopefully that people, uh, listening to this, uh, can get that. We totally recommend this movie and think very highly of it. I, I as well keep up a diary throughout the year and not until the end of the year, you know, I kind of analyze like what are my top 10 favorite of the films, but I would not be shocked. Oh yeah. I love that every year. I, I wouldn't be shocked if this was like number one on my list, uh, at the end of the year. Um, and so I, I, I'm assuming you highly recommend it as well. Definitely. Definitely. I, I love it. It's, it's and I'm trying to share it with everybody really. Cause I, again, yes. I feel like so many people haven't seen it or heard of it and maybe the trailers were too weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And trailers do a good job though. Yeah, they do. And I, I'm not going beyond that. It's weird, but I really don't after, after it's over and you look back at like the themes and everything like that. I mean, I really don't think it's that weird of a movie, especially through like other concepts that are being thrown out these days. I mean, uh, you know, it's I, no weirder than like the matrix. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Which was out long, long before I was born. Cause I was born in 2012. So that was a good 13 years before I was even born. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I won't go back into the, how, what I remember when I was in the theater watching that movie, but. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Wow. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Have you even, have you, have you ever, have you even been in a theater, Charles? Have you ever been in one of those? No, 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 I haven't. Uh, just, <laughs> Because when I was my, I was going to go for my first time, and then that's when you know COVID happened. <laughs> just so, just wanted to hear that. Yeah. Well, I I know I know you have little kids, and you need to get back in parent mode. But I, I really appreciate you taking the time I, to talk well, about this. Movie. I don't know if you could hear it in the background. The there's there's a lot of like yelling and stuff going on in the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think my. My kids are definitely past their sleeping time yeah. and it's pretty late. So <laughs> I, I very much appreciate it. And I, I've never been able to meet Kelly or oh, your man, kids. Of and they probably uh, dislike me after keeping you up this late. So I'll let you go. <laughs> but, oh, no, no, not, not, not at all. Not at all. It, it's, it really is fine. Because I, I do. I have three other podcasts and, you know, usually, usually I, I started doing it around 830 or 9 just because that's a pretty good time. Yeah. It seems to work the best. But um but yeah, no, that those those other podcasts, you know, sometimes they go on for a long time. So it's, it's seriously, this is my pleasure. I was when when I saw you announce your podcast, I was like, I want to be a part of it. So that I'm, yeah. Well, if I you pre- want to have me back, I'm more than welcome to, or more than happy to do it. I should say, I'm I'm definitely, and you are more than welcome to to join any of my podcasts that you want to. Tell tell people where they can find your stuff, where they can find your podcast. The well, so the website is itsjustawesome.com, and it's not awesome.com. It's the full thing. It's just awesome.com. No contraction. So I hate that it's a grammatical error, but <laughs> it's just awesome.com and. On there, you have access to all the reviews we do and all the podcasts. Um, the three that I'm involved with, uh, we do the good, the bad, and the podcast, which is we pick a, a genre of film or a certain actor or director, and we talk about a good, bad, and ugly example. An ugly example is like movies that are so bad they're good or like a guilty pleasure type thing. And I, I also do a, a podcast called 50-50, which is where my friend and I are going up and down IMDb's top 50 and bottom 50 movies of all time. We do one from each. So 
and that so that 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 podcast has an ending because as soon the last episode will be the worst movie of all time and the best <laughs> movie of all time. Uh, and we've been doing that since we're really slow on that one. We started that one in 2010. So and we're only up into the 30s, I think now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have a long way to go. We'll probably be 80 before we get finished. And then the last one I do is called uh, Here and There, which is where we take a um, a series of books and compare them to the movie uh, counterparts. And we did we've done James Bond, we've done Batman. We're working on Hannibal Lecter now. Um, and then uh, and then a new podcast that I'm not a part of, but uh, it's it's also on the website. It's called How the Heck Have You Been? And it's uh, my my friends going through. Uh, you know, basically reconnecting with people from high school that he hasn't seen in years. And it's kind of a, a universal thing. I think a lot of people can relate to it. So those are all on there. Uh, yeah. And these are all also on iTunes and YouTube and all that, but the website's kind of the main place to connect to it and find them all. But I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm a movie nerd. I'm thrilled to do them. I, I, nobody listens to them. So if you're out there, you can be the first, <laughs> but, but uh, I, yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, no, do it because, uh, yeah, like like I've mentioned, uh, one of the reasons I want to talk to you, I, I, you love movies, and that always shines through, and I know it does through those podcasts and whatever you do. So uh, everybody should definitely check those out. And so, yeah, we will definitely do this again. I promise. <laughs> I really urge you to take a chance on this movie. I really do think if people take a chance on it, it, it's not a movie that they'll ever forget. Next week, we'll be talking about the 2022 film Hustle starring Adam Sandler. It's streaming exclusively on Netflix, so I hope you take the time to watch it. It's a really enjoyable movie. Did you know you can become a supporter of this podcast by visiting anchor.fm backslash movies are live backslash support. If you visit that site, you can easily support this podcast with a small monthly donation. It helps sustain future episodes and keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening and see you next week.